hunting, fishing, and all things outdoors. It's not just a hobby, it's a lifestyle. Welcome to the Green Top Outdoors podcast with your host, Hunter Brooks. Today's episode has got Kip Campbell from Red Arrow TV and Michael Waddell, the bone collector himself from Realtree Outdoors. Thanks to both of them for being here at our Outdoor Expo recently. I had a great uh, sit down with Michael and Andrew and I were uh, lucky enough to catch Kip in his busy schedule, pull him to the side and had a great conversation with him. Stay tuned. The Green Top Outdoors podcast is brought to you by the Mike Chenault Group hometown realty they are sportsmen and realtors the only thing they love more than hunting and fishing is selling great pieces of land and homes dream homes on the river where you can fish right from your dock to land where you can adventure to your heart's content hometown outdoors can help you find it let our friends at the mike chenault group help you get the outdoor space you need for homes or land in central virginia visit hookupwithhometown.com that's hookupwithhometown.com and click outdoors to learn more Kip, first of all, yeah, man. Happy Doe Day. Well, congratulations. <laughs> Very happy Doe Day, man. Doe days are good days. Yes, sir. Uh, thank you for coming to the expo to, uh, today to be here for Green Top, man. We really appreciate that. Wouldn't have missed it, brother. Yeah, and you're uh, you're Virginia boy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right down the road. Right down far. the road from us. Um, you know, getting into the expo. I know you came a couple years ago. We really appreciate you doing it that too. Um, are you excited about this hunt season or what, man? I'm fired up. Man. Yeah. I'm fired up. Uh, with everything going on, the craziest the world is, man, it's nothing like getting out in the woods. And I just, you know, you look forward to it anyway, but, man, it's like you look forward to it extra being it. You know, I feel like you earned it a little bit. Yeah, and you're yeah. more thankful for it, too, you know. Yeah. Man, like, you appreciate what you got. Yeah. You're Virginia, right? Oh, yeah. Where, what county you in? I'm in Fluvanna. Okay, what's yeah. the address? <laughs> where'd, you kill, where'd you shoot that deer? Where'd, right where'd you kill that last deer at? Cool. Cool. And you had a hunt this morning, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Saw some deer? I died this morning. I, I sat in an observation stand trying to get my buddy a deer, and he ended up shooting one. So cool. Good deal. Good. And that address again? Yeah. <laughs> so, we recently did a since you're a Virginia boy you rifle hunted you're a big oh, bow yeah. hunter of course oh, yeah. um, we recently did a podcast on the best Virginia deer caliber and first of all we're gonna we're gonna it's a it, it, the criteria is there's a little criteria I think we had 300 yards and in okay. speed energy yeah. and just kill what you would describe as killing power I tell if you, you gotta just throw one out, you can throw two, but we'll need say, one. I'm gonna throw two, but I'm gonna say something that may be controversial. I don't know. So, based on personal experience and a scientific study that wasn't done in Virginia, but it was done in South Carolina, over 10 years, Clemson University and some other colleges participated in it, and they did caliber. They, they even took notes on the hunter, what he was like, demeanor, everything. Okay. Uh, and they did length of blood trails, how, how you know what the what the entry and exit looked like, and all that. The one that came out on top after a 10-year study was the 243. Oh, oh. That made the final four. Though, that was it? in the final four. We had a little draft, yeah. yeah. Me, personally, Let's take a kip, a kip caliber. When, when I was 12, the first rifle I ever got was a uh, Model 70 Winchester. Um, bolt action 270. There we go. That's, so that's where your heart lies. And I'm telling you, dude, it, it killed more deer than CWD. I'm, I'm <laughs> it's seriously like... Uh, it's no joke. That's what won the draft was a two seven. Did it really? Oh yeah. yeah okay. That's yeah. It was. So a, if I had to pick one to hunt with for the rest of my life, it'd be a two seven. With that criteria, three hundred in, just knock down, knock down, get it done. Absolutely. Okay. It's hard to beat. Flat, flat it's hard shooting. to beat. You can it's find the ammo usually. Yeah. Yep. So, so uh, 
you've been you've been out you've been out of state recently, correct? Oh yeah. You've been on some big hunts. I went to uh, first hunt of the year. Generally for us, sometimes we'll run down to South Carolina and catch the opener down there. But um, typically the the first kickoff that we do is with the Realtree boys out in 7J, Wyoming. Okay. Which is like me going to Disneyland because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> part of the reason I got into the hunting industry, like I tell everybody, is watching Monster Bucks DVDs. And now, you know, I've been blessed enough to be on like seven Monster Bucks yeah. DVDs and hunting with Wyoming with, you know, all those guys from Realtree and Dub Dynasty and everything. And it's a phenomenal way to start the hunting season. Yeah, we're here. All right. One more question for you. Um, What's the biggest challenge we're facing in, in just the, the world of hunting today? You know, that's a great question. And, and also, as you know, a complex question. Yes, it is. A lot of different ways. I think, I think, I think two things. I think the, the inner fighting between hunters, we're so busy bickering with each other. We're on the, the other side, hunter, the dog hunter, the, the muzzle hunter, yeah. yep. and everybody else. Yep. I mean, Peter's never done anything of significance in this world ever, but we don't make it, we make it easy for him if they wanted to. Sure. You know, we're, we're spending so much time fighting amongst each other on whether this ought to be legal or that ought to be legal or you shoot a crossbow and I shoot a recurve and I don't like you and you know yeah. right there's a lot of there's too much of that and then also we tend to some of our representatives honestly I believe the guys that are that are out there promoting hunting are a little too apologetic I, I think a lot of times we we sort of him and haul and we don't want to you know perfect example and this sort of sums up my opinion on it I've seen guys that are diehard hunters, lifelong hunters, hide the deer from their kids after they kill it. That's unforgivable in my opinion. Yes. Unforgivable. They sh the kids ought to be elbow deep gutting that sure. deer because if you, here's what you do. You plant the seed in, in other people's head, especially non-hunters or people that people that don't have a lot of experience, you plant the seed in their head that we got something to be embarrassed of. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we ain't got nothing to be embarrassed sure. of. We have You're zero right. to be embarrassed of. It ought to be taught, promoted from the ground up. As soon as that deer comes home, that's a part of your life. Take a picture with yep. your five-year-old. Absolutely. Yeah. It ain't yes. about Absolutely. Facebook. It ain't about who kills the biggest buck. It ain't about who's more macho because they don't sure. shoot a crossbow or anything else. It's about making it part of your lifestyle, especially introducing kids into it. And I, think I, couldn't, it's, I couldn't agree. That's where we can make strides as hunters is stop being apologetic. Yep. Don't, don't, don't be belligerent and being a-hole, but yeah. like, don't be apologetic. Show kids. I, man, I, my, my kids go to a private school that we, that we send them to, and my daughter killed a deer. They had they had the whole science class over there, watch me take that deer apart, sure. and show them everything. I even snuck an AR-15 in the yeah. presentation, showed them, showed them what's good. Seeing what 30 kids learn something. Half of them were like kids that moved down here from New York, and sure. they had never seen a dead animal before. And half of them may want to hunt in the future. And came into it thinking, look at this redneck yeah. barbarian <laughs> monster. And then when they were leaving, they were the ones asking me questions. Sure, yeah. The, you know. Touching and feeling. And, oh, and man, that. yes. You can eat this. This is what, like steak in the store. Yeah. yeah. Freaking out. That's yeah. where it comes from. But if I'd have hid it from him, he'd go, oh, no, this is a, this a dirty little secret. We he just, he killed a deer. Don't go over it, there. It, he's, our, our son's only five. We can't show him blood and guts. Yeah. No, you need to show him blood That's and guts. Right. He needs to be a man. That's right. We're missing out. We're Hard missing out. We're yep. missing opportunities 
not only our kids but our, our neighbors' kids and getting everybody involved in it. Stop being apologetic. Stop being embarrassed. I got a I got a quick deer question. Are you a score guy or are you? It's big and I shoot it and it's not and I don't. I rarely have scored any deer. Good man. It's whatever I feel like I want to shoot that day. There you go. Yep. That's that was the right answer. Yes, That's a Virginia answer. Exactly <laughs> right. And it's not. And, and dude, I've I've been to places where, you know. Like I always say about the hunting ground, it's not how much ground you have, it's the right piece of ground. Sure. Different rules of engagement for different pieces sure. of territory. I mean, you, you know how that goes. You know the rules when you go on someone else's place That's right. and when they come on yours, different rules. And, and it's whatever makes you happy, man, honestly. Like, sure. The cool thing about deer is it's just like a like a stalk of corn or anything else. It's a renewable resource. God's sure. going to keep making it. Man. So, <laughs> so, uh, I'm all for Yeah, good. Is big or not big? It, I'm all for management. Yeah. I'm all for whacking and stacking. Oh, yeah. Whatever makes oh, yeah. you happy. You go ahead and so you're from around here. You ever, you ever dog hunted before? Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, man, I grew up dog Good. Hunting. Cool. I love it. That's a, you probably bump into a whole bunch of people across the country that don't know nothing oh, about no, it. Oh, no, man. Yeah. There's guys in the Midwest that shoot a dog if it comes to their property, oh, yeah. property it's, running deer. It's a, it's a total, you know, like I said, we can't be inter-fighting. Inter we need to we need to make, you know, we need to keep the we need to keep the bureaucrats yeah. and the antis out of our face as much as possible, and fighting each other ain't gonna get it done. Sure, you know? absolutely. Hey, you hit the nail on the head. There's no point in a bow hunter and a rifle hunter fighting. No, sir. They're on the same team. No, sir. Yeah, I'm all of them. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm a little bit of everything. You, you open up a rock season, I promise. That's right, for you. Yep. Well, Kip, we really appreciate you coming today. Um, where, where can and where can everybody find you? It's Red Arrow TV. Yeah, Red Arrow TV. Um, you can find us on all the all the social medias. You know, yep. we're on uh, all our old seasons are on YouTube. So so look up just Google Google Red Arrow. Red Arrow. Cool. It'll come up, man. Today's first day of bow season, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're here. Oh well, I, I got out the woods earlier. But so. what about all those people that there's told us they couldn't make there's, it? There's blood running off my tailgate. <laughs> we had five thousand people tell us they couldn't make it because the first I, day of boat season. I killed, recovered, and drove an hour to Richmond, so I made. And you were here by eleven thirty. I was here by eleven thirty. And you love you it. You damn near got time to get on another trip. See that first deer that stepped out? They were in trouble. All the time. I had to schedule it. When I got to schedule the kid, things died. I'm just glad a button bug didn't come out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then you felt a little bit. Then I felt a little bit. Better, but only for a minute. Yeah. yeah. Well, Kip, once again, man, we'll let you get back to it get up in that tree have a good time this evening thanks again for coming to green top to the expo this year we really appreciate it yes sir all right special guest today we got michael waddell the bone collector in the house michael thank you thank you for being here today thanks for attending our expo it's great seeing you man it's been a while since you've been at green top it's been probably what 10 years or or less it's been a while i think it has been about 10 years first of all yeah thank y'all for having me and tickled to be here it was 2000 i think it was uh I think the last time I was here was 2012. I was talking to some of the ladies, which ladies know the details better than us men. That's right. So, <laughs> so they they reminded me it was 2012, and I remember I just fell in love with the store and and the staff and the whole area then. And so, uh, so yeah, it's good to be back, man. Well, we appreciate you being now, here. Now, what's your what? Who are you? You're the drone deflector, right? <laughs> drone deflector. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we, we we do breakdancing clinics okay. all over the country. <laughs> Underwater and so it was really even, awkward to yeah. be here okay. to breakdance at the Green Top Expo. Okay, you know, yeah, like, yeah. I saw you but believe it or not, there was a lot of guys that wanted to break it, pop it, and lock it. Okay, okay. I, and, and, I'm, and I had that Green Top box out there. That's and good. So, and you're just starting to get into hunting world. And I'm you just started here. Right? I'm just getting into it. Uh, I, I got me a 22, and I'm gonna go squirrel hunting this year. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. When you come to the right place, exactly. Square it up. Yeah. Like, all all, all I've ever done was high fence hunting. Okay. High fence okay. and little. I've, I've never hunted a wild deer. Okay. You know. Okay. So uh, 
So I'm up here now trying You're to figure it out. According, <laughs> what's funny? According to Facebook, and you know, some sometimes the comments you'll see, you would oh, think yeah. that's it. Oh, I, yeah. Sometimes you know, sometimes the aggro, that that the hate out there, or the I don't know what it is, if it's jealousy or frustration. But it's not just on uh, like our bone collector, you know, posts. It'll just be across the board. You guys can shoot a doe, and it can be your daughter with the first doe, and it's like must be nice hunting a farm deer. <laughs> yeah, two acre pen eating well, you know, bait. You know, yes, like, yesterday we were talking. We were doing a. We were talking to Kip, Kip Campbell. Yeah, and and I asked him a question. I said, Hey, what's what's the biggest challenge that we as hunters are facing right now in this mm-hmm. world today? And he and I loved his response. He said, Ourselves. He said, Yeah, the infighting. We got to stop that. He said, "We're going to destroy this for ourselves if we don't, if we just don't get along with everybody." And you know, like you bring up that point, man. Yeah. I mean, hunting's hunting, man. I mean, you That's may right. not like that style of hunting. Um, you, you know, we, we were talking about hunting with dogs earlier. You know, and some guys just don't like that, and where other guys just prefer still hunting. Well, it, it is what it is. We're all on the same team. Yes, but, I mean. Wouldn't you agree? You a hundred percent agree. And those are wise words from Kip. And obviously, Kip growing up around here, you know, kind of a local to Green Top in this area. And and I do think, you know, from a personality standpoint, Kip resonates so well because he does truly have that base and foundation of really what matters. You know, and it's funny, I y'all gave me an opportunity to go on stage at the expo today. You know, here at the store and. And talk a little bit and do some questions and answers. And I do think it's probably my biggest soapbox is being able to stick together and realizing that we all are different. I mean, we all don't date the same lady that looks exactly the same. You have different tastes. You have different, um, you know, you know, food. Everybody, you know, it's like. Are you are you a sissy because you like pizza? Right. Or, oh, oh, fried chicken. Yeah, you're yeah. you're not a tough guy. Fried chicken eating yeah. son of a gun. I mean, and so hunting for me, that's what's beautiful about it. you. Got all these species. Within each species, you got so many different ways of how you can go about it. You know, primitive weapons. You know, the higher technology opportunities. You know, you can have dogs. Um, and so, you know, some of it is about the trophy. Some of it is a completely about the experience. And sometimes I know a lot of people that are diehard hunters, but they really just like going to hunt and camp mm-hmm. and, and oh, sleeping yeah. late. Yeah. You know, they yep. might get into the sauce and a little bit of philosophical fire pit type no. talk and they'd sleep no. a little late. You know what I mean? They're evening hunters. They yeah, don't get yeah, up yeah. early. That's right. But, you know, it's different strokes for different folks. And I think sometimes the hunting industry don't know how to celebrate that. Sometimes yeah. we don't know how to embrace that because we feel like to be popular, we got to be this tough guy. You know, we got to be this guy that knows it all. We got to be this person who consistently kills these big animals yeah. and, and to know how and to make sure we, you know, solve the Rubik's Cube for somebody who's trying to shoot one of these deer here in Virginia that that's, you know, very nocturnal. That's pretty much you're hunting a vampire right. that you're trying to step out in daylight. And a lot of yeah. times there is no answers. It's just the joy of the pursuit, and yes, there is strategy, and there becomes a lot of ways you learn. I've been blessed to learn a lot of cool high-end strategies because I've been blessed and afforded to hunt, hunt a lot of different places, and so, uh, but no, Kip's right in what he said. I mean, sometimes our biggest enemy is ourselves and our jealousy and our insecurity, I think, when it applies to the celebrating other hunters and other ways to hunt. Like, talking to Andrew, he's got me fired up. I want to come up here and run some dogs. Um Elliot Sadler, right down the road here, is, yep. invites me every year. And, man, I can only imagine the fun 
and the BS oh, yeah. and the laughing and the yep. cutting up and it's and honestly social. Yeah. I, I almost almost don't know if I want to kill a deer or have one strike off and jump in a car with one of you guys and see <laughs> see what it's like to you, go around a curve. Hear, you know, yeah, all you want to hear is get in the truck. Get in the truck. Yeah. <laughs> get in the truck means we're moving along. The four barrels kick in, Randall. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's see how good that suspension is. Right? Uh, you probably don't hear this term around the world, but when the tailgate stops. When the tailgate drops, drops, the BS stops. That's there you go. Around here, say I love when it. They hear that clink and arr, arr, it's, it's on. It, the last thing you want to do is shoot one. And that, just that's just an experience, man. Yeah, that's, experience. And like you said, the experience of I mean, you know, you know, because uh, like elk hunting, for instance. You know, I, I think you've been elk hunting here recently, haven't mm-hmm. you? I just got back. I spent the whole month of September. We're, we're I've elk. never done it. I, I mean, if I kill, if I went out and killed one, I, I, it wouldn't matter to me what either way. The experience of actually doing it is what I'm after. Yes, more than anything, uh, the pursuit and and getting getting that close. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of our guys, Todd, he just got back, um, and he'd never been before. And he and Billy, our archery manager, they went, and he, you know, he killed uh, he killed his first elk. He got a nice one too, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, he did. He got a nice one, and 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 man, he was he got emotional about it. Oh yeah, and we got it on film, man. I mean, it's. It, it's it's that experience that's cool. is what it's all about. Yeah. He so. he had a moment. Yeah. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. And I think that's I think that's the cool thing about hunting. And sometimes we forget that part of it. And it's funny. I spent the greater part of the opportunity I had to speak out there, kind of <laughs> preaching on it because um, it's easy for me sometimes to forget because you're out there and you know I made the comment like you know coming up sooner than later you have our archery trade association i know green top always has a big staff looking for the the latest things and kind of the new inventions well in that you got all these tv producers and got all these personalities and you know everybody's kind of posturing and and you know and like you know look at what i did look how far i run and look how much face paint and did you see that picture of me flexed up in the freaking mirror when i had oil on my biceps and i'm like no i did not look at that yeah Yeah. Yeah. and and i never have judged garen for doing that i mean he actually has a pretty solid physique and and i think his instagram is great i mean so so you should follow him but uh but overall overall I'm thinking, what has it come to, to where this vanity and this insecurity and the and the ego, and for me, I'll go a step further to add to what Kip said. I think what's happened is is, is you know one thing that I've I've just loved to see, and and I saw it today. I saw so many of the ladies come by to say, man, I, we love watching Bone Collector, and for me. Man, that's a huge compliment because yeah. that let you know ladies are not as some. I shouldn't say as diehard because they are some diehard hunting sure, ladies. Absolutely, diehard. Yes, but for the most part, like my wife and even my daughter, who's fourteen, she wants to be around a fun time, like a camp. She likes to hunt, but she likes the atmosphere, being around. Like Nick Munt is like an uncle to her. Nick Munt is so funny and crazy. So if I say, "Hey, Uncle Nick's gonna be here," she's so excited to be in there. And usually, there's other kids. They're running around, goof, goofing off, and just having a good time. We usually got good food and you know good music around the fire pit. Killing and something's all the way to back. That yeah the, yeah, the the hunting is yep. a, is another little element that takes place. And so, uh, what I've seen is when when a lady comes up and says, "Man, we love watching your show." Well, that and they not one single lady has come up and said, "Oh my God, that deer you shot in Kansas, that's my dream yeah. book." They're like. I kind of like y'all show. I don't like a lot of hunting shows. I like y'all show because y'all look like y'all have fun. And that right there is almost like the biggest compliment because, 
it hits me that there's no way we could do that unless we stripped our egos down. Because, man, I do. I've got an ego. If sure. we compete, if all of us right here, you know, we're buddies. But if we go have a bow competition, well, I want to win. Y'all do, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If we get out there and start throwing baseballs or ring the bell at the carnival, I mean, yeah. you know, I'm that's a man, right. dude. I, I'm, yeah, I'm freaking, you know, that's all we know, right? That's yeah. We all grew up playing sports. and competitor, yeah. What is it, that masculine toxicity, whatever you call it? I, I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm for it. I'm, I think I it's it, what's supposed <laughs> yeah. to be a man about. That's right. But in hunting, it's almost like we are marketing everything about hunting on the male ego and insecurity and i think that's dangerous because you know it's nothing wrong with just having fun there's nothing wrong with you know drinking a pot of coffee and loading up in a z71 and having a bunch of hounds to run dogs and a laugh and when you're done at nine o'clock go eat waffle house and go back and take a nap right there's nothing wrong with you, you know put, just fine with the boys yeah, yeah. i love that yeah. there's nothing wrong with yeah. putting on a boston butt the night before sure. and shooting doves in the afternoon oh yeah or you know and and, and having whatever's in those solo cups just wandering around the camp yeah. and laughing and cutting up and watching college football there's nothing hard about it it's just fun so now we get into the point to where you know how'd you kill that deer like well uh i was hunting with waddell and he told me to go down there it was a south wind told me to get in the boat seat stand and i look up and here's this big deer you know i just fletched me up a dozen airs up there at green top and they talked me into that g5 mega meat and uh i don't know i had some new airs and man first shot i shot a pretty yeah. nice buck everything fell oh. in place oh so you wasn't on a bed of nails so it wasn't cold. You didn't come to a near-death experience. You you actually were dropped off with an e-bike. Uh, you 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 actually took a vehicle. You didn't jog in. You know you actually are going to pick him up with a truck. You you're not going to you field dress him out. there. Yeah. Uh, what did you do with the meat? You know the field the table thing is the only thing. The org- and 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 I'm all respectful of that. But like every hunt is not a hard situation. Right. Every hunt in a near death experience. Every hunt. I mean I watch shows right now on Outdoor Channel and I'll watch a Merriam Turkey hunt and I'll think they're going to die anytime. Like these guys ain't going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to die hunting turkeys in Nebraska it's like survivor and i'm like man but if you if you if you have fun like that and all of us love it you're eventually going to hopefully in your pursuit going to get to alaska or the yukon or maybe you hunting in zimbabwe for a cape buffalo and you're going to have those moments to where you got to be tough you got to be physically fit got to be mentally fit and you got to have that challenge of being able to put it together and make the shot so i think we don't only we only want to seem to celebrate these days the most difficult part of it and i think what happens is our kids and even sometimes our ladies and i shouldn't even be saying this about the ladies because like i said i do know some women who like to hunt at every level as hard as any of the oh, men yeah, absolutely but they look at it and like so y'all think that's fun you know you, you know you're saying that you're not going to allow me to do this and everything I'm reading is unless it's, you know, zero degrees, I nearly freeze to death, and you're going to put me out at daylight, and you're going to hunt to dark, and, you know, we can't smell anything, so you can't take a snack, and this is what we're going to do for seven days. Like, you know, it's why a, don't, yeah. It's a hell of a sales Why don't we just yeah. go backpacking through Afghanistan? Hell, <laughs> right. that sounds as much fun sure. as what you're talking about hunting a whitetail in <laughs> Illinois, the way you want to do it. And I think what happens is, you know, you watch Bone Collector. Well, there is T-Bone with a pocket full of Werther's candies and some Cheetos. And it's like sitting in a redneck blind. He's one of the best bow wrenches I've ever seen. One of the best bow shots I've ever seen. But T-Bone ain't going to freaking walk 10 miles to do nothing. T-Bone is going to (laughs) get dropped off at the easiest place. But what happens is 
who don't want to be around T-Bone, the big right. teddy bear? You know he's got snacks. You know he's going to be jo- have jokes, and he shoots good deer every year. Yeah. As a large man, he he has success, and and I think it's something to be celebrated. So it's another another way to go about it. Now, does that mean that sometimes Nick and I will have to work pretty hard to to hang a stand and get T-Bone set up? Does it make T-Bone lesser that we have to work harder? I also work hard for my kids to put them on deer yeah. and teach them. I know T-Bone knows every discipline. He knows deer. He knows animals. He's just a big guy. But T-Bone adds a certain joy and element to the camp, and he does a lot for us. I can come in, and my bow will be tearing a little high or something, or you know, I'm having a little archery trouble, and T-Bone, within five minutes, will tear my bow apart and have me shooting better than I ever have in the last four years. And so my point is we all have our times, and I think at the end of it, it ain't going to be the animals we remember. It's going to be those experiences oh, and absolutely. those stories. And so yeah. anyway, like I said, that's kind of what I was talking about earlier. And so we just, I think we got to get back to the roots of what is it really about? You yeah. know, what is it really about? And then you brought up uh, kids. I mean, getting the kids involved, whether it's just getting them outdoors, whatever it is, it's it's the vital part of, of the future of hunting as well. I mean, my dad, my uncle, uh, whenever I was available – they would just take me anywhere they were going, you know, and yeah. they, we did a lot of dog hunting you when probably, we were younger. You never skipped school to go hunting, did you? Well, yes, what? because, <laughs> well, so remember. He never know. went to school. Okay, okay, yeah. so he never skipped. <laughs> <laughs> my man. You remember opening day, well, you, I mean, y'all used are younger. Monday. Used to be on a Monday, yep. not a Saturday. So, yes, and a lot of teachers in our school would allow it. Now, they wouldn't allow that stuff now. About a third no. of them were out there hunting with you. Well, that's true, yeah. but. I mean, we they still had school, but we got a lot. They allowed us to not be there sure. because it was opening day of deer season. Yep. Correct. Um, and my dad was, you know, nice enough to me to where he said, "Hey, you know, it's an important day. I mean, yep. it's it's a big day, so yeah, you can." And you I can was skip always school. rewarded with hunting because it was, you know, you get A's and B's, you can go hunting the first day. Yeah, or I'll take you out to right. take you out of school the first Friday if you got all A's and B's. And man, I, I couldn't work harder the first five or six weeks of school. I had to have A's and B's because mm-hmm. I was going to hunt. I just didn't want to get in trouble if I was skipping school. Yeah. I needed permission to be out of school. So yeah. and, and then as I got older, I got a driver's license. I got was rewarded with hunting. You know, I'd get everything straight around the house, and you know, I'll like, come pick you up at eleven o'clock. Right. And we'll yeah. go hunt on Wednesday. You know, yeah. or so, you, you pass your test, and I'll I'll come pick you up. It yeah. Was, you know, yeah. one of the last one of the last days it opened. I think I was a freshman in high school, and Dad let me skip because my grandfather he was getting on up in age, and and he all he never missed an opening day. And I'll never forget that day. It was like you talk about experience. It was one of the best experiences I'll never forget because it was one of the last years he was alive, and I killed my first big buck. I mean, my first giant mountable buck yeah. that that, wow. that afternoon with him. And it was just one of those one of those moments, man. You'll yep. never forget. Oh, yeah. Still, yeah, yeah, still, just a sentimental moment. Absolutely. Of- yeah. So if you think about it, I mean, that's how we all got started, as you know, as kids, and that's why it's just so important to keep that going, keep it alive. Yep. Uh, yeah. My grandfather comes down <clears throat> every year to hunt the first week of muzzleloader mm-hmm. with me. He's coming down again in a couple weeks. Uh, some of my best, some of my best times have been with him. You know, he'll be uh, he just turned seventy four, and a couple years ago he shot a ten pointer with me in the same tree stand. That's, yeah, and that's yeah. that's something I'll never forget. Oh, Poppy's a killer too. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I bet. <laughs> How old is he? How's he old now? He's, se- he's seventy four. Just turned wow. seventy four. Oh yeah, Poppy's a killer. He still gets up in the tree stand with me. He'll go in the woods. He'll walk a mile. Get up in the woods. I was gonna say, be careful. I bet Poppy too. Don't 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 get into a chore contest with him. I bet I he'll still outwork us all. Into a smacking contest. <laughs> no, with Poppy either, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. man, that generation, dude, they make yeah, us look tough. soft. They man. do. He's they hardcore, do. man. He came down, put my garage together this summer. I mean, he just doesn't doesn't stop. Yeah. 
But uh, he's a killer. I mean, he, I say he shot a 10. He also shot a six-pointer about 13 inches wide. So oh, yeah. don't hey. be mistaken. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's, he's red. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah, oh, yeah. he's fun. So you brought up – all right, so he comes up muzzleloading season. Yep. Now, we were, we were just having – not long ago, we had a nice podcast with Matt Knox. He's our um, – he's from, he's a Georgia boy. Is he really? Okay. Um, he's the uh, – he's basically, he runs the, the deer program for Virginia for the DWR. Right on. And we were talking about the rut. Mm-hmm. One of the most exciting times of the year. Ooh, yeah. You want to talk about the rut? I love it. <laughs> I, I love it. Yeah. So we always – in Virginia, it tends to be – Somewhere between the middle of the first week to some middle of the, almost Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Is this about the same for y'all in Georgia? And do you have yeah. a day? Is there one is day? Is there a yeah. day that stands uh, out, or is it a I think second it's, Saturday after the first Monday? Or I, It's funny. It's, it, it's a cool topic to talk about, it, it, and I think you're right. I mean, when people think about taking off work yeah. Yeah. Or, or a kid getting out of school, you know, if you take a day or two off, it'd be during the rut. But the whole big question is – that's simple to say the rut but when is the rut and when is the best time to hunt around the rut or during the rut which i think that's pretty big sometimes gets misconceived Mm -hmm. and so for like for me you're right so so obviously we get a chance to hunt a lot of, of different states and so that peak of breeding or that rut varies but typically you know those first two weeks of november is typically the peak breeding days for a lot of different deer herds across north america so what i found is um take georgia i would say most of our does get bred around that november 8th and 9th time frame i'm talking about bucks with does and doing the nasty right doing the breeding and what i found is that particular week can be pretty slow because the does are with the bucks and those mature bucks are not as active they're not as moving they're with those does and soon as you know they're done breeding this doe it's a quick boom another doe's in heat they don't have to go far it's very hard to keep our buck doe ratio to a point of of where they really have to search Keeping them active, so yeah. what i found is for me i found that that last week in october or even the week before that last week you know, the third week in October, toward the end of that third week, I feel like the hunting in Georgia starts getting really good as far as deer making mistakes. So that, I guess you would call it pre-rut. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so I think if if I could truly go to the DNR, like it was cool talking to Mr. Knox because he had such a knowledge of where they pull those embryos out right. of the does and they can know when that doe was conceived or, or, or that, you know, young fawn was mm-hmm. conceived that's in the womb. And so with that, they can say, okay, this deer was bred November 7th or right. November or around that time frame. So I found if you can back it up seven to 10 days from that day, I found by rule that best hunting is seven to 10 days prior to that peak breeding. Yep. That's just in my experience of having good action. Where Activities picking up. Activity. Bucks are cruising. The grunt calls can work a little better. Mm-hmm. Uh, decoys, rattling horns, and those bucks are making mistakes because they're so anxious. Yep. Um, they're just kind of like the mall stud. But, you know, if you had to equate it to humans, it's like it's, the yeah. mall stud. Kind of like Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. Picture Andrew at 16 with a pair of new Air Jordans and some polo cologne. And Look some, uh, out. And some, hey, uh, bro. and some pit vipers. Oh, yeah. Yes. I'm going to rock merry-go-round. I'm going by the, go. I'm going by the clothes rack. I'm going by Foot Locker. What's up, girl? What's up, and I'm just cruising, you know. Yeah. But finally, when... You know, one, you know, he falls in love with. Well, guess what he's doing? He's going to the movies with her. He's taking her to dinner, going to mom and dad's house. You don't see Andrew like you did back when he was cruising the malls, <laughs> right? right? And so sometimes I think that 
that way look at it. that misconception of the rut is the best time to kill a big deer right. i think it's the toughest time I now couldn't agree anyway. right after the rut happens right after their breed and and all of a sudden they search around and they just can't go pick up another doe because they have been bred and they're not in heat now there's another frenzy like after you know maybe another four five three days you know right around that thanksgiving time like oh you see another push of just mayhem but i think that mayhem is usually can can be helped ebbed on by say maybe a cold front uh you know or something like that so prior and just after you get cold weather cool cold below average cooler weather you'll get three or four days of mayhem on both ends of that no matter where you go now sometimes if you get bad weather elements you'll hear i hear a lot of people say man ruts late this year you know well ruts early it it never really is because if you talk to the biologist and i I don't know what it's pretty scheduled yeah yeah it is is. it's kind of like turkey season every year it's funny i'm a diehard turkey hunter like freaking love it and make no mistake even though we understand photoperiodism we understand the biology of breeding Every year, it's like January, February, you know, I get a call from my buddy, Philip Culpepper, who's obsessed. You know, he's got Hunt Club. He does Spring Thunder for Realtree. He's obsessed with turkey. He's like, hey, man, they're gobbling. I'm like, yeah, I did hear one. You're like, hey, man, might be a little early this year. And he knows. He is the most technical guy, knows turkeys back and forth, but we're always wanting to... You man they're already strutting well they every year it's the same thing and oh, deer yeah. the same right. way right it's just sometimes i think the elements and the weather helps things be more visible yep but every year the deer are gonna get it bred you could have it be 150 degrees the rest of the virginia season and you think well rut never happened no it, there'll be just as many fawns sure. yep. they're gonna get it done we might not see it Sure. But, you know, you get those cold 31, 32-degree days or 28, and it's frosty and cold mornings. That's the, that's and the it's been a full moon. And yep. you think, oh, full moon suck. Well, they've been out there gallivanting all night looking for love. And then oh, it yeah. cracks daylight, you, still cold. They ain't them, fed. And they're, yep. they're, they just they made a mistake. They're cruising. They're going to check every little bit of leftover food, cruising down these little saddles and stuff, and that's it's when like they make mistakes. It's like 1.30, 2 o'clock when you're at the bar, and the lights come on. Like, oh. That's exactly right. Still here. <laughs> <laughs> that's where all the mug shots, right? <laughs> so my, my day is Halloween. I tell yes. people, you want to shoot, yes. buck, shoot them on Halloween. And my personal day is November 8th. There you which go. Which is the hardest. I've, I've, I've shot Just had good luck. Life. I think it's the hardest day to hunt. Probably yeah. November 5 to 12th is when most of Virginia's nailers get killed, which is mm-hmm. the first, second week of muzzleloader. But that's the hardest time to kill them. Just now, when you just say, quenches, when yeah, you say it's the hardest time, is because you can't get them to stop. Uh, oh, I think because <laughs> like, I'm gonna yeah. tell you, well, they're locked they, down in an area. When they, like they're chasing. I've seen yeah. Yeah. that's true. That's <laughs> true. But, uh, but I, I mud grips make all kind of racket. I mean, <laughs> they're tied up. They're so invested. The bucks are so invested in themselves. I can't get them to invest in a doe that I have right in front of me. In right. The field. Mm-hmm. So right. 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 Mm-hmm. If I can catch them on Halloween, or I can catch them about November 20, November 22. After I that, I got them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's right when our dog season starts. Is the third Saturday. So most of the time, if you don't get them by the last Friday of muzzleloader, and the, when the you know when the BS stops, this whole pattern changed because yeah. it, now he's getting run and gun all the time. So much so, pressure. So pretty much, mm-hmm. our last week of muzzleloader, I think, is better than our first week because the ruts fading up just a touch. Right. Yep. So yeah. I would say Halloween's a, a winner all yeah. around. Talking about the rut, you always hear a lot of guys talk about the second rut. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll say the last three big deer that I've killed have been between December 13th and 20th. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so 
I do think there is that that last push right before season goes out, yeah. maybe to get some does that hadn't been bred. Um, I agree. Yeah, and I I haven't I've never been like a a great at really digging deep into the biology and i should i've been more about the biology of death of trying to figure out how to kill one right. so it's not like the technicalities of it well, so i'm not all independent studies exactly <laughs> independent studies yeah exactly but um but you're right you know gary as you're talking about that that there's no doubt and the biologists will say that a lot of the deer you know same with turkeys you know you have a turkey that takes a nest she's been bred she goes off and then maybe a coon or a possum or chicken snake raids her nest well she will get back out and get into the flock and yep. breed breed you know hen talk and find a goblin breed again and no doubt these does who don't conceive i, I don't know the tech technical aspects of what causes that maybe it you know i don't know if it didn't conceive or maybe she she realized that maybe it was a miscarriage i don't know or but they will come back out and fawn, then yeah. yeah and then i've also heard that some of those you know uh first year fawns you know that are that are half a year old I sometimes mean, they come in later they come in later and that might yeah. be that december right yep. and you know and obviously um Every one of these bucks are R. Kelly. They don't care how old. No, I mean, right. it's, it's just like a bunch of R. Kelly's running around in the woods. They don't care. Like, girl, that's right. That's right. I know you might have spots, but, you, you know, you're smelling good. It's yeah. December, you know, 10th. It's right. It's almost yeah. Christmas time. Yeah. So you like that R. Kelly rut, Gary, and that's when yeah. you like it. Huh? I can relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> you stand still long enough hey, here. Like that. Yeah. It's hard for a player out here, man. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's got a new uh, radio handle now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah R. Kelly. Yeah, R. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you can hate me for that, Gary, and the rest of you like that, Waddell. I hope he stays well, you, you away from Green Top. Oh, yeah. I thank, one, you. thank you for getting his name right. Because, yeah. Gary, you've worked here about five years. Oh, yeah. Okay, so yeah. he's been Darren, Darren, Gandalf, Gilman, <laughs> Gandalf. Uh, Garfield. Garfield. Oh, yeah. If you start with yeah. a G, a D, a yeah. E, a C, he's yeah. been called. Gandalf, German, <laughs> huh? Or is that Swiss? That's right. Yeah. 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 I, he gets Gilman and Darren. Gilman. Yeah. Darren. Yeah. Gilman's oh, yeah. one of my Darren, favorites. Darren with a G. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we, we've, we need to talk about cal- rifle caliber. So you, you've killed a deer before, correct? No, no, it's just ironic. It's kind of weird. I feel like I'm just, I have never, I haven't. Before we, so imagine you're a customer number one. You come in the store and you're going to buy a deer caliber. Mm-hmm. And, and knowing what you know, literally what you know and what you think you know. Yeah. What is your caliber to go to? You're going to tell yeah. your your buddy's niece who's going to get ready to go buy a gun, or you're going to tell your brother-in-law who's never hunted before, this is the gun. And George is very similar to Virginia. So we use George caliber, same yeah. criteria, about 300 yards. And we're using knockdown power, what I would call just raw killing power. Yeah. Uh, speed, energy, ballistics, recoil. Do you have a, a one caliber rules them all for whitetail? Not a not a I, mega caliber. I, man, I do, and it was funny. Obviously, I'm from the South, so Georgia and Virginia are almost identical in nature as far as our desire to have every gun under the sun. So yes. in, in my gun safe, I've got from literally you know two 23s to to you know it, i don't know how many 22s and bullets i have i i've often thought if there's a war break out and we can win it with 22 ammo yeah. we are going yeah. to win, win i don't know yeah. i don't know why we didn't think about buying some high caliber you know but we bought 22s and two 23s you know yeah. i'm thinking how about some 30 alt six shells yes. i think i'd fight with yeah. that better but um but overall I've, I've had a chance to shoot deer and even elk with a lot of different calibers, but I have just the last, I would say, 10 years, I just love a 30 caliber type of bullet. I, something about that, I feel like, like you were saying, 
you know, Andrew, it's got some good knockdown. And the two, my two most favorite guns is a 308, just an old trusty 308 and a 300 Winchester Magnum. I just love because it's funny. I've even elk hunt now with a 308, and I will literally the outfitters be like, "What you 308?" And I'm like, "Dude, I can." Sh-. And like you said, <laughs> I know this, this little yeah. gun. I got like a little Bushnell three by nine. It's got the reticle scope, yep. so without hesitation, 300 yards, I can pull up, yeah. and it just is naughty. Yeah. It's so freaking naughty. Yeah, what do you you know what bullets you're shooting? Yes, I'm shooting the uh, Hornady. It's 155 grain. Um, that American whitetail on yep. an elk. On an elk, really, and just knock them naked, son. Man. Love it. I just killed one last week. Wow. I had a Navo Indian reservation, and I shot it with that. My buddy had a seven millimeter mag, mm-hmm. and um, that's what he hunted with. And I always used to like a 280 a lot. You know, yeah. that, it, did your buddy he kill one with a seven mag? He did. Now it, was his more dead or less dead? <laughs> or, or, or well, I pick dead. on. I, you know, it's funny. It's running joke. He ended up shooting his like four times okay. with a seven mag. Mm. I shot one shot, thirty cal, man, with, right. with that 308. Now, granted, right. th- I should have had my bow because this bull just got to bite into the call and come right okay. in. But um, but I don't know. I just like a 30 caliber. I don't know what it is. I grew up on a 30 alt six, and um. And love it. And even though I'm a diehard bow hunter, like if, if I had to pick to shoot something with a certain type of equipment, it would be archery. But dude, there's something nostalgic about just smelling gun oil, oh, yeah. gunpowder, and like you're talking about running dogs. And for me, opening day, I, I don't know. I just you know, I just I remember just all just the different guns yeah. from Brownings to Remingtons to the old Savages with the wood mm-hmm. stocks, you know, and everything synthetic stocks, but I still yeah. like that old school. We even make these leather slings at Bone Collector that you can put your name on it. Oh, yeah. And you can, you know, custom make them. And you got one that says drone deflector? I'm going to get you <laughs> one. I'm going to get you one, man. I'm going to get you one. I'm going to get one. I'm going to get Gandalf a, a swing. Now, I don't know if we can put Gandalf on it, though. Yeah, it might not run out of leather. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but we did a, we did a, like a March Madness bracket. It was yeah. uh, eight short action calibers eight long action calibers and we tried to deduce what the greatest virginia which would be same in georgia uh deer hunting caliber and it was a 308 versus a 270 yeah and in i'm a final. 270 man and are you really were, were 308 man oh, yeah. yeah that's crazy yeah. it's funny and um and i like I, I like a 270 i mean ballistically it's unbelievable but what's better than two seven is three zero. Yeah, you know, it's right. like yeah. a little bit. Big. I'm yeah. kind of like the Spinal Tap. You remember the movie Spinal Tap? <laughs> yeah. Spinal Tap when the dude's like said, you know, this amp goes to eleven, and they said it's really loud. It's really loud. And something they said like I forget the exact. I'm you know paraphrasing. Paraphrasing. But remember the reporter or the the funny skit was like, well, have you ever turned it? Thought about turning it to like seven. It goes to eleven. You know, like, you know, so it's like you know. And, up, man. and uh, uh, one other thing, and what I do like about, like, say, a two seventy, uh-huh. I do think a lot of people um, do try to shoot sometimes too big a gun. Yep. And and I like, I like, like, uh, man, you want to talk about a real killer, like a three thirty eight. Yeah. Jews. I mean, look, and I, and what two dead? Yeah. Does, does not exist. Correct. You know, it does yeah. not exist. Can't I mean, have them two dead, and I've yeah. seen it in the store all the time. Dead is dead. But the problem is, if you're not growing up around guns like we do, Correct. you're flinching and you're not shooting that good because you're exactly. ready for that, yep. you know, knock your shoulder out of yep. line. And then a lot of times what I do is if I go to a camp and it's a mainly bow hunting camp, but there is a rifle season, I'll take that little 308 or even a 7 millimeter yep. 08 or yep. something. And a lot of times I'll have it in camp. And then if there is 
you know, uh, maybe somebody hadn't shot a lot, they can go shoot that without a lead slid and go shoot it. And like, man, that 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 ain't that bad. Not a lot of recoil. Yeah, Still got where, a lot of energy. Yeah. yeah, where even my three hundred win mag. I mean, you guys, y'all grew up around guns. Y'all like, you know, if you come in like, what, well, I need to borrow a gun. Like, take yeah. his 300. You're, you're going to go out and squeeze sure. it off and Be bust fine. one. Oh, sure. But, you know, you know, my my little wife, that's the first thing. Is this gun kick? Yeah. And, you know, and, and one thing you don't do is lie to a woman. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, I can tell you, it don't kick, Andrew. Yeah. It's a three. You're like, dude, you know, you're, yeah. you're like, did you feel the gun? No. no. I didn't feel it kick. Where a woman's like, my God, yeah. he's a 180 buck, but it did kick me. And like, how did you know that you... You, you killed a 180 and right. you still remember the kick? Yeah. <laughs> so. I, sometimes I'll come to work the next day and I'm, I mean, I forgot I shot a deer yesterday. My ears just start ringing. I'm like, oh, well. Yeah, I must have hunted yesterday. I can't hear you. Sorry, I was I'm successful. That's right. <laughs> I would. Look, I I can't hear you. That's right. I yeah. only Go talk to Gandalf. Right. He'll get. He didn't kill a deer this right. week. They talked to R. Kelly over in Archer. Yeah. Hard to hear you from the top, man. <laughs> I can't, right. I can't hear up on this mountain. Everything's buzzing That's and right. it's lonely. It's up chilly there and yeah. yeah. If you got absolutely. a toboggan and a coat and some hearing aids, That's you know. Right. <laughs> hey. Let's talk about that uh, that good looking clothing in that booth out there. Yeah. Dude. That is uh, that is some sharp stuff, man. Tell me, tell tell us about that. Well, it's funny. I, I've had a chance to work with some clothing companies over the years, and um, and so Element Outdoors has come out with a line of clothing, and I've and it's cool because I, the guys that's behind the scenes are a lot of my friends that worked at Real Tree, and there's a new guy named Mark Heck that kind of got into the industry. That's just been a you know a breath uh, a breath of fresh air from the standpoint he's new he's a diehard fan of the industry he's been successful so he's kind of mixing some things up and so anyway quickly those guys said man we need to to get a clothing line that's that's kind of high end yep so it's not cheap but it's not at the level of what people are used to having to spend if they want to go to that high end route well, right. cheap stuff's yeah. not good and good stuff ain't cheap that's exactly yeah. right yeah. and i think we've all learned that i mean you look at yeti you look i mean who would have ever thought we spent 197 dollars to open a freaking bottle a corona bottle <laughs> but you're like dude no it's people the best opener. i mean you know what i'm saying is. you don't think about it like yep. you know yeah. I, I i bought into it i've got i had yetis and stuff and i'm thinking you know i gotta protect myself from the grizzly bears right. that don't exist where i live <laughs> you know but you're ready and so Half the time, right. I think it is a statement to like, hey, hey, look here, girl. Yeah. Yeti. You know, so, I, so, so. Andrew at the mall. That's right, man. Yeah. That's right. And so, anyway, I, the, the element clothing is just something that's good. Um, it, it's, a, it's a good, solid clothing. It's obviously exclusive Realtree right now. And, um, well, the camo looks good on it. It, it pops. It's, yeah. You know, they got it in Realtree Timber, uh, the Realtree Edge, I know. And then you got it in that new, uh, I forget that new real tree pattern. It's like a Western pattern, but yeah. it looks really cool yeah, even in very the South. Good. Yeah, yep. but um, I like it. And more importantly than just liking the clothing, I like the people behind the scenes. Just good guys, work hard. They want a customer to be satisfied. They stand behind their product. And so uh, I've been proud to partner up with those guys. It's been a lot of fun working with Mark and Bill Harris, Brad Shore. I know they got a lot of family that's working within the company so it's been a lot of fun to uh to work with those guys for yeah, sure it's good looking stuff too it really yeah, is no yeah. doubt thanks so you, you, you see any deer out there that you liked dude if y'all's bored over there i was almost if i was gonna shoplift it would have been one of them bucks <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i think kip campbell did steal two or three yeah. i think he yeah. did he's probably doing commercials with him today he, one. He, yeah. did. Yeah. he did he disappeared for just a couple minutes right. man. he had he his gone. wife distracting everybody yep. exactly <laughs> go over there and be pretty i gotta go yeah exactly yeah um you got a long you know you're 
a year for you, I mean, it's like it never stops for you. Right. Um, and for you to take the time to be here, we really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thank you. But Absolutely. your schedule, man, uh, is, is difficult, mm-hmm. I'm sure. I mean, this this life, a lot of people say, man, he lives a life, but it's tough. I mean, it's not easy. Am I right? That is correct. And like I said, I, I would definitely, you know, wouldn't even come on a podcast to, you know, complain or to to whine because there's nothing to whine about. I don't want to hear that anyway. Exactly. Yeah, y'all don't want to hear that no way. But, but it, you know, it is. A job is a job, but my job is rewarding because I do get to celebrate what I believe in the most, sure. which is not only hunting, but but all of us as hunters. And, you know, you have some bad and some good yeah. characters within hunting. But overall, it, it is, you're almost like a, you know, sometimes I feel like a televangelist, you know, like you're, or, or like a traveling preacher because you're preaching the gospel yeah. according to what we all love and so to be to be uh kind of have a chance to speak somewhat for most of us i can't say all of us because every one of our opinions in my opinion doesn't necessarily match everybody else that right. has a license a license that they can legally go hunt in, in states across the country i do feel like overall that that the job is not to kill a big deer or to to shoot you know, a biggest turkey or the mini turkey or whatever it is you're hunting or else. but it is to celebrate it and, and through filling some tags and, and you do learn. I mean, you know, it's hard for me not to be able to have some tips and pointers just because, you know, you get a chance to hunt a lot in a lot of different states. It's yeah. not just one area. It's not just the South or the Northeast yeah. or the Midwest. You're hunting everywhere and it changed. Tactics change. And so there is a lot of uh, things I've seen and learned that I definitely want to pass on. I feel like it's my responsibility. But most of the time, the only negative to do the job right, you are leaving your home, you're leaving yeah. your family, and uh, and it's tough. You know, my little boy, last night, even coming up here, you know, I, I come up late last night and um, to be here to, to, to start, you know, kind of checking out the expo this morning, and my little boy was just crying, Dad, why are you got to leave? You yeah. know, and so... I'm, you know, the job isn't as hard as leaving that little one. Absolutely. He don't care if I'm at Green Top or Alaska. Right. You know, he's like, Dad, I just want you to be here because, you know, we're going to play tomorrow. And, you know, I thought we was going to trap, you know, some, try to trap a coyote or, you know, or whatever. And so that has been the only negative I can say about the job is the schedule. You do travel a lot. It's no different than, you know, Jason Aldean goes on tour and make his music. We go on tour to somewhat get assets, which is a heck of a lot of fun. And of course, Aldean loves making his music. He, he enjoys it. And I love what I do, but you do leave your your family behind. You miss a lot of ball games. You miss a lot of little small things. Um, but that's really it. I mean, that that's really the only the only negative. And I am, you know, now I'm 48, so I've, I've definitely gotten a little older. I've worked in the industry a long time. And so now I'm at a place now to where I can pick and choose. And I can say no in some situations. Say, no, you know, sure. that's my boy's that's my boy's ball game. Or, yeah. you know, my boy Mason, he's got a tournament and I want to go I want to go to weigh in, yeah. you know. And, yeah. and, and, you know, what's funny is, is most everybody now, the partners and everything are pretty understanding of that. Like, you know, I've never done it. Like this prime example, I'm 48, and I'm a diehard sports fanatic. Love sports, college football, pro football. Up until they started going crazy and just it just got almost too political for me to yep. enjoy. I'm finally breaking back to starting to watch it because I'm <laughs> yeah. like, ah, I enjoy Sunday football, but um, baseball, football, all of it, I love. But this past year, I got five kids. My oldest is 21. My youngest is five. This year, I coached t-ball. And dude, it was freaking amazing. I but bet. I was almost embarrassed to think I got five kids, four boys, one little girl. First time I've ever been a part of a coaching staff. And if you'd have told me that when I knew I wanted to have kids and have a family, that 
I would never be a coach, but I could not commit to a team, much less my kids are, you know, this, these parents. Yeah. I, I couldn't. Right. I wanted to. I had more fun. I had world championship trophies printed. Cool. I told you, when I started the year off, it was funny. I had them all psyched up. They was... They was ready to go play t-ball. I told them they was playing for the world championship, and so yeah. every year we'd you know we'd put our hands in. We're like you know who is the honey badgers? Like honey badgers, world championship, <laughs> world champions. We'd, and so you know obviously you only keep up with scoring t-ball, but they didn't right. know that, and they oh, won yeah. the world championship. That's I got right. them all trophies. That's they won. great, man. So anyway, I just thoroughly enjoyed it, and I almost got emotional. Like I told my wife, I said I, I'm embarrassed to know that this is the first time. So. That is the only negative I can say about the job. However, you come to an event like this, your kids are not here, but you have a chance to meet all these other kids. And I have so many people. I had I, Today, I probably had four different kids come up and call me Uncle Waddy. That's cool. all. So it's almost like this Ted yeah. Nugent, like, you know, like, man, he thinks you're like uncle to him. I'm like, <laughs> and so I'm hugging on their kids. So in one way, you still get a chance sure. to influence. It's just sometimes you like just kind you know, of double edged yeah, sword. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I'd be like, wonder what my kids are doing today. <laughs> you know? Right? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, um, I wanted to ask you one more thing because I know you got to get back out there. Um, oh, other than your home state, Georgia, mm-hmm. um, what's been probably one of the the most exciting or one of the best places you've actually hunted whether whatever state it is any particular place texas uh wherever yeah i think overall it'd probably be kansas like, okay I, I just love it the uh, the culture is really cool in kansas um it's midwest but it hunts a little different than your typical iowa or say illinois um you know it's, it's a real diverse state and i've hunted all over the state but uh some of the units out there that I've hunted, you know, not far out of Wichita, Kansas. I mean, big deer. Um, you can still bait. So it's got that Texas vibe, but it's Midwest deer, giant deer. The people in Kansas are awesome. Uh, the game and fish do a good job. I, I think they're starting to get a little criticism because mo- more people are coming there and you can't oh, get yeah. a tag. Right. But yeah. It's just a neat spot, man. Big big animals laid back. It's not that difficult to hunt there. Right. You can find success on big animals pretty easy. Again, that's <laughs> you can't say that. You know, I should tell you. Well, if you walk from Virginia, yeah. you could kill one. <laughs> no, it's it's laid back. It's easy. Yeah. You know, it's and I and I'm not disrespecting of the successful hunters in Kansas. I've killed some of my better deer in Kansas. And I found that it wasn't as insanely difficult uh, to find success. And so it's just a fun place to hunt big whitetails and a fun state to be in because the people are great. And uh, I would say Kansas is one of my other – one of my favorite states. And probably outside of that, another state that I think that I could easily live, that I love the culture and the hunting is probably like a Kentucky. Yeah. Kind of that northern Tennessee on that southern yeah. Kentucky. It's just, That's I don't know, good folks, yeah. good country living. A lot of real, good deer come out of there. A lot too. of good yeah. deer, yeah. tons of turkeys. Um, it's good and, waterfowl hunting. And, yeah, and, and, and if you're a bass Kentucky, fisherman, awesome. you got some yeah. unbelievable yeah. fishing. So it's yes. just a it, waterfowl. It's got everything. Yeah. Yep. And two, you're pretty centrally located. You so are. if you are a diehard yeah, you know, guy. Who, hunter, yeah, you can take off and be in Iowa, Illinois. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so, uh, anyway, that that's that's also a good area, I think. So, well, Michael, you you are a true ambassador to hunting, man. We appreciate what you do. Uh, I mean, it's been great, kind of following you and watching you over the last what 20, 20, 20 years. I, I, it's, I started working at Realtree when I was like twenty years old, so I'm forty eight now, that's and like so sixty years ago. It's sixty <laughs> years ago. So yeah, exactly. I mean, I I, I knew like third oldest person yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I knew I knew Jackie 
Bushman and Bill Jordan when they had gray hair. And, 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 I mean, that's a long time ago. That's right. So now, now they're darker, darker hair now than they ever have. But, but it's funny. I um, I, it's been amazing, man. I can't even describe it. It's just been crazy. It's been a American wild ride. dream, and it's been unbelievable. And it's funny. I, I swear. Now, there's things I get frustrated about, and sometimes I will catch myself trying to argue with somebody on a social media post or get on youtube and there'll be an era debate or something and i'll catch myself wanting to say shut up i've shot 27 elk with a bow and then i'll feel like a little kid i'm like man i ain't gotta sit there and argue this but uh, but overall i i'm telling you i'm more humble now about where i've been and what i get to do um it's almost like the the success is definitely made me more humble and appreciative and now i think i'm very very proud to say you know i feel more like an ambassador i feel older and wiser and definitely more philosophical definitely more opinionated but i definitely feel but you've earned your spot too. Yeah, I, yeah to a degree i yeah. hope i hope so yeah. like i said it, it maybe that'd be shade on a little bit of arrogance to even think that because i still feel like a kid but at the same time i'm more apt to be ready to to fight for not me and what I stand for, but what we stand for. So not that there's anything that there's a fight to be had, right. but I definitely have a chip on, on my shoulder yeah. about the culture. And you've been through yeah. so much it kind of, at least at, at the point you're at now, it probably pushes you more towards the future. You're more yes. forward thinking. And, you know, maybe when you were 30, you were, where am I hunting this year? And then now at 48 is – where is he going to hunt in five years? Yes, just, there, there's no forward, there's yeah. there's no doubt. I feel yeah. like the Jesse Jackson of the hunting industry. I show up if somebody's protesting. Uh, <laughs> that's not a good example. That was not. A, but but I mean I mean you know I'm saying if if, if somebody's protesting like you can't dog hunt like. Well, if, you know, I, I want to be there. Like, right. I want to speak up for my fellow dog hunters. Sure. Right. Like, well, if you dog hunt Waddell, no, I've never been a day in my life. Right. But I might want but to. Want somebody to loves it. Exactly. I mean, what if somebody come down and said, "Hey, you can't turkey hunt in Georgia," you know, in March? Yeah. Well, it might not mean nothing to somebody in Oregon. Right. It means something to me, and, and and so the whole deal is for me. I feel like that 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 fight to me is about the equal rights for us as outdoorsmen and hunters, and realize we all like to do it a lot of different ways. And like Kip said, kind of full circle from the start to the end of this podcast. We have to, if we want to talk about being accepting, right now we've been forced to accept some really weird things that are pretty unbiological and makes no sense to me. Yeah. It only makes very good sense that, you know, if, if, if my man wants to go run some dogs and hunt a little bit in the season, understanding that it might mess up your property for a little bit but these deer are resilient they get right back to their game they get right back into their pattern yep. and quickly they they, they adopt adapt and, and get right back to it or if there is a man who wants to use a crossbow during bow season at least he's hunting right. yep. i mean at least he's hunting he bought a hunt license he's ethical and he's a sport that's right Absolutely. so so for me i have to practice what i preach and I'm not saying that I don't get aggravated sometimes at a neighbor or that shoots a young deer. But at the same time, that's his right, man. It's a God-given right. You shouldn't be told how you got to do it um, and, and how you got to go about it, especially on opinions of others. And so I would tell anybody out there, you know, in the world we live in, you don't have much choices. Everything seems to have a certain mandate about it right now. 
don't let that happen to your hunting and fight for being able to do the things that you want to do and take away from it. Because most of the people I meet here, I haven't forgot that they have worked their butt off all week. Some took a week uh, a weekend off, a Saturday and Sunday, to come here and celebrate this with us, to find some yeah, deals. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So how rude is it for me? Or what a jerk move for me to tell them how they got to hunt and what they got to take away from it on a Saturday morning. Because one last thing I leave people with is we fit, we forget, uh, even working in the industry, and even sometimes us and you guys, we work in these, these outdoor arena in this hunting store, and we're celebrating it, and we're seeing people. Most of the time, we you know probably you guys can cover for each other. You say, hey, man, I got a deer showing up. I want to hunt tomorrow morning. Can you cover the counter for me? Or cover these yep. purchases that I got to make. I had a meeting oh, with yeah. you know Element or yep. you know whatever it is or Sitka, and I need to you know whatever yeah, it might be. Deer, hey, can can you put that off? Yeah. I want to hunt in the morning, yep. so we yeah. can. But you you know a lot of your average men and women they can't, and so they bust their butt, work fifty hours a week to hunt a Saturday morning. And um, now keep in mind that same Saturday their wife wants to tailgate Correct. at the, at the, at the Virginia game. game. Yep. Yeah, Junior's got a ball game. Mm-hmm. You know, little Sarah's got a dance recital. Yep. Um, and we're you gonna know, have the grass lunch. still hadn't been cut, and that little project or pool house that that you know that husband started, it still ain't done. Right. He just wants to get away that Saturday morning. Yeah, and then some jackass tells him he's a sissy because he shot it with a mechanical broadhead, and that deer was only two and a half years of age. <laughs> right. I mean, that makes me fight <laughs> oh, mad yeah, for that dude. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I get it why some people will say, but typically that is the guy who who is retired and gets more opportunities. Yeah. So for me. God bless the hardworking man and woman who's trying to make ends meet sure. to pay the power bill to afford a brand new Hoyt bow. I mean, look at what I mean. You guys, I understand how margins go. You guys every day are trying to look at these margins and trying to make as little as you can to keep your light bill paid. But still, we're having to pay, you know, forty five bucks for a three pack of broadheads. Yeah. And that is, I will tell people listening. I promise you, Green Top is getting it down to where they're not making much money on them heads. Um, I will look at it, and even uh, the G fives and the people are the raised they're not making a ton of money you 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 know you have the volume and if all 13 million hunters buy them then yeah you're going to yeah, make good yeah. money oh yeah but the margins are so slim but it takes a lot of money to generate these products it takes a lot of money to buy the products and so why not get a chance to use them and use them the way you want to so i would tell anybody don't let any neighbor don't let anybody steal your joy of what you're looking forward to on that Saturday morning because uh, so many things we've been robbed of. And I see it all the time. We're teetering to where that robbery is taking place for those guys who are starting to maybe get out of dog hunting because they're like, man, I'm just tired of the fight. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm tired of freaking hunting my, you know, 30 acres up here. My wife's already mad. That Hoyt was 1800 bucks. Yeah. And she's pissed at I lied to her. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't lie to her about being at the bar or yeah. what I did lied Saturday. I lied to her because I told her I spent $800, but that wasn't even half of what I spent. Yeah. And you're afraid and, to and, say and, you know? I mean, how many times they leave, hey, uh, you know, Garen, Andrew, don't don't tell. If my wife comes in here, do, do not tell her what I'm Every I'm, day. I mean, you know, our wife oh, yeah. leave the shoe day. store and leave, leave the makeup counter. Like, we're never, like, we're going to go oh, in there and go back <laughs> up to, you know, hey, Angel. You know what did my yeah. wife spend on makeup? Oh, yeah. I'm never. But you know, yeah. putting me in a and so we're having to put ourselves in this situation. We're already feeling guilty. Like man, I, that yeah. should I should have bought a pontoon boat for the family. But no, I'm gonna spend a thousand dollars on a hunting club. I'm gonna buy the eighteen hundred dollar Hoyt. I'm gonna buy the you know forty dollars broadheads for three. And and you're gonna hunt nine days. You're gonna hunt nine days, and then 
some dude tells you, that deer was too I small. can't yeah. believe it. He would have been a he's lot got bigger milk. next year. He's got milk on his lips. You know, <laughs> oh my God, you, you, what are you saying? You didn't, I mean, you know, you, you, you didn't hunt all day. You, I, mean, well, I mean, it's like, I just want to literally hit some of these people. Yeah. I'm like, what gave you the ability to be this flexed up and this swole up all the time that you this insecure that you can tear a man down? And us men, here's what I learned too, guys. Us men have enough ego, even that we're excited. We walk away and we hurt, man. It, it hurts us. Oh, yeah. We at the deer cooler? Yeah. Are we up here in the parking lot? And we leave and we hurt, man. I mean, we like emotional. Like, man, I was proud of that deer. Yeah. And um, yep. I, and and on top of that, you don't never know who's no. deer is their biggest deer. Yeah. Right. No, you don't. First you don't know what somebody's going through, yep. you know, in life. And so, they leave here, and they're like, "Yep, this sucks." And, you know, I got belittled. I got belittled because I shot this buck. I just missed Sarah's recital because I was excited about talking right. shop with the guys at the archery counter and talking about that new bow that's coming out. Waddell was there, and I was, man, it's good to catch up with him. But now my wife's pissed. Now I got a buck that I got to rush to the processor. I probably got to go through this process again because somebody's going to come up and be on my butt about why'd you shoot that deer. So I think what happens is they're, they're, they're replaying a lot of this mind and why we lost some hunters. Now we're gaining them back, it seems, with yeah. the COVID. Yep. But why we lost some diehard hunters, I think some of us, because it is intimidating and everybody ain't as good at it as others, it's good that everybody can do it. But I think some people said, man, this ain't no fun no more, man. Yeah. I think I am going to save up. Tired of fighting. Tired yeah. of fighting. I'm going to buy a freaking tube and a pontoon boat and I'm going to go over there. I'm getting out of it. I'm yeah. tired of the freaking sword fight with these other dudes. I've seen a lot of guys do it, man. They just. I mean, club stuff or whatever. Yeah. I mean, to just get tired of it. feels good it. to get them back and get a lot of new hunters. I yeah. think we're getting them yeah. back, and I hope we get them back. And if anybody's listening, if there's two people listening, man, d- just tell them people to shut up and stick it. And if you want to be a man about it, just tell them, hey, you know, you do your thing, I do your mind. Because a lot of them guys got dusty-ass, you know, trophy rooms that nobody wants to come over and have a beer with them. Yeah. Right. Yep. I mean, you, you oh, can't yeah. sit there and have a conversation with That's a right. dead, dusty, 180-inch right. deer. Yeah. It's just dead. Nobody <laughs> cares. The world does not care. Yep. I've never, ever had somebody come by the bone collector office that says, hey, man, um, you know, I want to I want to go see your biggest deer. You know what they want to do? Hey, is T-Bone here? <laughs> or, or, hey, can I buy y'all lunch? Or, yeah, yeah. you know, can... Dude, is your dad around? Man, I want to meet your dad. Now, in the process of this, they might say, dude, is that the big deer you killed in Kansas? The, the big deer only means something to you. Yeah, sure. right. It, nobody else cares. Yep. I mean, I, I, I'm i a fan of a lot of these guys. Like, you know, take Lakoskis, the Drury's, man, they're friends of mine. But I never look forward to seeing their deer. I look forward to seeing them. Yep. And, 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 and those deer mean nothing. They're dead. They're just a... Now I'm not I'm not demeaning them and saying sure, they don't sure. mean something, yeah. but it's equivalent to a painting yeah. that you bought at a DU banquet. Yeah, it's just all yeah. Wrong. Somebody yeah. here, we're sitting here talking, and we sit here and we sit here an hour and ate lunch and cut up and laugh before the podcast. Oh yeah, and and not once did we talk about animals we kill, but we could become buddies just through BS and talking yeah. a little philosophy and That's life right. and cutting up massages, massage, couple hunting camp pranks. Yeah, and um and and I never said, hey man, what's your biggest deer? You know, what's yeah. your, hey, I mean turkeys did you kill and 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 some dudes sitting out there right now kind of like the kind of like the uh the handsome dude that's all been flexed up at the bar trying to meet a chick and some and 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 the fat dude that can dance is over there got the chick you know and so right. i think there's some hunting guys here they're all yeah, flexed yeah. up and they got a portfolio this thick thicker than these, these microphones stacked together of big animals and we don't care that's we right. respect it 
Sure. But are they either fun to hang around or they're not? Right. And so, uh, guys, shot the spikes have more fun. That's right. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Too, yeah, come hang with me, man. That's I'm right. a spike hunter, baby. That's right. We're gonna have a good time. We'll get it done. That's right. <laughs> Well, again, Michael, thank you for being here, yeah, man. Thank you so much. Um, we got to get uh, we got to get you back out there. I think all these people are going to get a little pissed at me for keeping <laughs> you so long, man. I know it, man, but, but I, uh, I appreciate it, man. It's been it's been great having you here uh, this weekend. Um, you know, the expo is something we look forward. Well, I don't know if all of us look forward to it. A lot it's, of work. It's, man. it's a lot of work. Yeah, work. It's hard. a ton of work. But yeah. you know, we we don't do the expo for just ourselves and for the sales. Yes, I mean it's a uh, it's a very profitable weekend, but not just for Green Top. It's for for guys like you. It's for, for companies yeah. like RealTree, Yeti, all the participants. It'd be twenty thousand customers that don't get a chance to go to Shot Show yes. or ATA, and they yeah. see a lot of the same faces, same stuff. And, and it's it's mainly for the customers. It's, yep. it's for the outdoors people that want to experience um, uh, just just something cool to do on the weekend. Yep. Yeah, uh, it sucks. It's on opening weekend of archery season. It's kind of cool. I see but, a lot of camouflage. You see people yeah. hunted this oh, morning. Yeah, and, yeah. Hey, Kip came yeah. in here yesterday. Had blood on his truck. Did yeah. he really? He did. He, cool. he killed one. He did. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he borrowed a deer from me. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> he what cut Kip his did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he cut his finger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He didn't about cut all his fingers up yeah. showing up cool like that. That's yeah. Right. That's, right. that's right. But no, it's a, the expo is just a cool experience. We do it. We really, all in all, we do it for our customers, and we can't do it without our vendors. I mean, the vendors right. are are really what makes it happen. Uh, and again, thank you for being here and showing yeah, up. And um, big treat it's, having you. Yeah, it's been it's been great it's talking been, with you. So thank y'all and thank y'all for having Expo and it's been fun to catch up with everybody and cut up and it's amazing, man. You feel like you know everybody. Some of us meeting for the first time and it's like we've been buddies and that, that's what the hunting community is about. Yeah, so that's right. If you hadn't been to the Expo uh, next year, put it down. You got to come to the Green Top Expo and and heck, just go somewhere. I, 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 I just go get out there and celebrate it too. You know, that's that's all you got to do, man. It's just fun. I, I I can't think of anything more fun. I, you know, from baseball to football, I can think of a few home runs I hit, but um, I can you almost remember, re- you can remember that one time Tebow fell down and he farted. You, know? you guarantee <laughs> you know where you were. I can you remember. Yep. I, you, it's amazing the yeah, details, oh, yeah. and it ain't even all about so filling in the my tag. hunt club. A, yeah, everything's got a name. You know, it's the painted yeah. tree. It's the you know the Michael stick, and it's all yeah. that stuff. I mean, one of our deer crossings is where Buddy Embry farted that one time. Fart crossing. Yeah, it's been there for thirty years. Man. Yeah, yep. It's where uh, Robert shot that pine tree. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, down there, Robert. Oh, I know. Oh, I know you're talking about. Exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, just south or north of that pine tree, Robert shot. Yeah, Yeah, where Gilman saw the deer. Yeah, that's that. Oh, that's where Clarence shit his pants. (laughs) I remember. Yes, you know what? A north wind. That is going to be a hell of a spot. (laughs) Exactly. That's that is living. That is living. That's living right there. That's it. Oh man, shotgun's mama's house. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, another two is back there where Wolfman sold a bear. Which is down the road from Shotgun's mama's house. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And everybody knows where it is. Okay, I know we're talking about. about a mailbox. I'll meet you there. I'll meet you at Wolfman's house. Yeah, I got you. 10 o'clock. I got you 36 dog back here behind Wolfman. <laughs> People, the GBI, I mean, the, the, the freaking, uh, the CIA's listening to this like, okay, we got oh, something yeah. going on. We got a racket. Ladies and gentlemen, I think we got them. Yeah, we got them. We got them, yeah. Oh, goodness. All right. Good, hey, good way to end yeah, it right brother. there. Good game, guys. Good game. I enjoyed it. Michael, thank you very much. Uh, Thanks for listening. If you don't make the expo this year, not a big deal. We're going to have another one next year. It's going to be our 75th anniversary. We'll see you in outdoors. Thank you. Right on. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Green Top Outdoors podcast. Hunting, fishing, and all things outdoors. It's not just a hobby. It's a lifestyle. 
Like and subscribe to the Green Top Outdoors podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and learn more about Green Top at greentophuntfish.com.